0: Dudes on Movies, a podcast where dudes talk about movies. I'm your dude, Scott. I'm your dude, Dave. And today we're reviewing 1993's Naked, starring David Thulis, directed by Mike Lee. We're also discussing some actors and actresses who haven't received the acclaim or the career that we believe they should have, so we're going to talk about that. But first, let's talk about what we've been watching. Dave, what have you been watching? Um, I re-watched
1: something from a long time ago. I do that periodically. Dirty Harry 2. It was not Dirty <laughs> Harry 2, although I, that was on the same disc as the Dirty Harry. Oh, yeah. Film. All yeah. right, cool. Uh, Magnum Force was on the disc. Uh, but I have yet to watch it. What I actually watched was, uh, rewatched was uh, Peter Greenway's The Cook, The Thief, His Wife and Her Lover. It was a uh, movie from 1989. It was available on Netflix streaming, which I could not believe. Really? It's one of the most subversive movies ever made. I've heard of this movie. It's um, it's on Netflix. Yes. Okay. It's got Helen Mirren, Michael Gambon, Tim Roth, um, and... Like, trying to explain what it's about, it, it's, well, the, the, the basic gist of it is that there's this woman who's a, the wife of a gangster, and she's long-suffering, and she carries on this affair with this guy who goes to the restaurant that her husband owns, and if if you saw Michael Gambon's performance as the husband, like the gangster husband, yeah. you, you'd know how dangerous this situation is. Roger Ebert called him the kind of man who you feel that God should just strike down, um, because he really is, he's a, he's a repulsive monster. You you see what he does to other people for uh, for like screwing things up. Um, I can't even. I don't even like. It's a family show, and I can't even describe. (laughs) Yeah, this is quite a family (laughs) show. It's a family episode here. We're doing naked here.
0: (laughs) Right,
1: but uh, you know, like I, it's you just have to kind of see it to believe it, and it's um, it, it came out before Reservoir Dogs, so like Tim yeah, Roth was wasn't, you know, it's even
0: '89 Tim Roth. Yeah, there exactly. He's
1: real, real young. Um, and it's a, it's a fantastic movie. Uh, and it, it's very inventive too. So people should check it out.
0: Sounds good. Mm-hmm. I watched a movie from 1949. It's called Stray Dog. Ah. It's from Japanese filmmaker Akira Kurosawa. Oh, wow. Uh very. Famous uh, Japanese director, sure. influenced lots of people. It's the first film I've seen of his. Okay. And it is quite good. It's actually kind of regarded as like it started the whole like crime drama mm-hmm. genre. Okay. Like a cop yeah. drama. Like noir. In Japan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It has noir elements, but it's it's really its own thing. Okay. And it's really good. It has uh, Toshiro Mifune. Okay. Oh, he yeah. plays Murakami. He's nice. a, a new cop. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he loses his gun movie starts right here he loses his gun and the whole movie basically he's trying to get his gun back okay and it turns out someone gets his gun commits crimes and Mm -hmm. they're trying to catch that guy too right and if he can get that guy he can get his gun and all these things are happening and uh he starts blaming himself if i didn't lose my gun like none of this would have happened and all this and it's uh this movie's very well done it's beautifully shot Uh there's great sequences um the ending to the movie just was so intense. Uh, <laughs> right. The showdown between him and the the guy who has his gun. Okay, it's uh, it's very great, and I would recommend this movie to everybody. Okay, uh, watch it with the subtitles. Yes, don't get the dubbed version. No, because that's stupid. That's a that's you a can't bullshit. get any sense right. of acting from right. a dub. No, so everybody check this out. It's really good if you like dramas or crime movies. Check it out. Well, um, it's and you
1: brought up Tashira Mafuni. He was the original choice to play Mr. Miyagi. Was he? In Karate Kid. Oh, okay. Um, and as you can imagine, that would have been a very different movie, uh, yes. If you know that had happened, but he was also like Kurosawa's main guy. He was like his his right. leading man a lot. He was in Seven Samurai. Yep. Um, and yeah, he, he's a he's a really dignified actor who can also play a tough guy, and he can also. He can do tough guy and he can do like period
0: pieces. Right. And this film kind of broke him out of being typecasted as kind of a, like a, a tough guy. Okay. Like a, like a bully. Like okay. a bad guy, right. you know? Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it got him into way different roles. So, cool. Uh, great flick. hmm Now let's get into our topic here. Dave. Mm-hmm. We're watching a movie today starring David Thewlis, yeah, who is quite underrated. Yes, yeah, he quite so. So uh, we're going to talk about some other guys. Give me a name on your list,
1: okay? Y- you pegged it uh, before we started recording here that you know you knew who would be on my list. One yep. of them, anyway, was uh, was Gary Oldman. Oh yeah. Um, and it's it's weird with Gary because like he's and and pretty much everybody on my list is they they are acclaimed in their own right. I mean everybody agrees yes. that Gary Oldman's a good actor. He's been cited by many big movie stars from, you know, like all walks of th- this guy's my favorite, you know. Yeah. Um, but for whatever reason, come awards time, he is just
0: not ever in the conversation. Never. And you he know? got nominated for <clears throat> Tinker Taylor Soldier Spy. Correct. For the first time in that his was career.
1: His first Academy Award nomination. I never
0: saw that uh, movie, but Okay. I, I can't imagine it being better than some of his other ones.
1: It's not. My f- personal favorite performance of his was from 1987 in Prick Up Your Ears. Uh-huh. Um, if you just think about even the bit parts he's had, where, where he has just elevated whatever he's in. I mean, True Romance is not the same movie without Gary Oldman as Drexel Spivey,
0: you know? He's amazing, and he, he can do anything.
1: Yes. He can play any role. Exactly. Um, w- w- We talked about it before you and I uh, and our friend Jim on mm-hmm. one of our on our previous podcast that we did where I gave the, the ultimate the ultimate praise example of Gary Oldman. Which yes. Was yes. We have a friend named Constantine who is uh, from uh, from Ukraine from Ukraine and he sees a lot of movies but he has this tick where he can't remember people's names. So he didn't know what he was watching when he was watching Air Force One. Right. But he is always talking about how when someone is in a movie playing a Russian character that their accent stinks. Yeah. He thought Gary Oldman was Russian.
0: Yeah, that's how good this guy that's is. That's how good Gary he Oldman fooled
1: is. Khan. He fooled a real guy who speaks the language. And and I mean like, th- you know, you really can't get any better than that.
0: Yeah, that's that's great. Yeah, he needs to win something here. He's got it. Like, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, he, I mean I, he's won Saturn Awards, but that's sure. bullshit. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not, but it's not. I mean, and he's, an Oscar, exactly. You know? and I
1: mean, I, it's, it's great. It's he awesome. can't even get supporting.
0: I don't I don't know. On. I don't know.
1: I I don't I don't understand what what yeah. what what they're doing. And and I
0: hope the I hope the Academy is truly embarrassed right. at, at the way they've shafted this guy. And everybody has their opinion on the Academy, like, oh well, you know, it's kind of bullshit, you know, sure. it doesn't really mean anything. Like like yeah. Gary's an amazing actor. Right. They all, it ex- doesn't matter ex- if exactly. he has an ox oh, right. he's still one of the best, sure. you know. Right. But he he, get, he needs to get some kind of accolade there. Like, he needs to be recognized. Give him some of that gold, man. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I had him on my list too sure. uh, but um we covered that. One I put on here it came up because this is a mo- we're going to do one of his movies uh, in December mm-hmm. uh, Sam Rockwell. Oh, I think he's yeah. very underrated as yeah. a actor. He's been in like everything it right. seems like. And the same thing with Gary Oldman, he can do anything. Mm-hmm. Like he can be comedic, yep. he can be a fucking psychopath, yeah, he sure can, can just be a, a hard-nosed reporter or right. what, whatever he's got to be, you know? Yeah. Like <laughs>
1: And he always nails it. Yep. And just like Gary Oldman, how how he elevates whatever he's in. Um, I mean, Iron Man 3 isn't the same movie without Sam Rockwell. No. And Confessions of a Dangerous Mind is one of these movies that, that like, I mean, right. y- y- you would think it would be kind of like part of our culture just because it was directed by George yeah, Clooney it's and George Clooney such is, a great is film. Is that his
0: only movie directed or his uh, first?
1: It was, well, I don't know if it was his first, but it was, his his I think Good Night and Good Luck also came out okay. in 05. All right. But um, yes,
0: Sam kills it in that he's
1: so good i he, mean and you would think he's playing chuck Barris. this is going to be a cartoonish performance it's not right he, he completely like takes it seriously yeah sam rockwell's awesome mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <clears throat> the other one i had on my list was um another odd choice and it's kind of based on a crappy movie that he's very good in <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay it's john cleese john cleese you Who's know
0: john cleese he's, i'm trying
1: to picture him oh john cleese yeah from monty python
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, we covered Monty Python on yeah. the last episode. Right. Exactly.
1: Right. Yeah, we we know Scott's. Which I have the D V D now. I'm gonna exactly watch it, all right? right. <laughs> <laughs> he's uh, you know, he he he's famous for being in Monty Python, he's famous for being the driving and creative force behind Monty Python, but he has dabbled a little bit in in serious dramatic work and Kenneth Branagh's directorial effort, Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, from nineteen ninety four is a piece of crap. Movie. I, I miss that
0: one for a reason. Yeah,
1: exactly. It's not good. <laughs> you don't need to see it. There's no, there's nothing to watch in it except John Cleese's performance. Okay. Um, he is a really menacing figure in. Who the does movie. he
0: play? Frankenstein? Uh,
1: no, he does not play the monster, or he doesn't play the doctor. Okay. Um, but he is uh, he is one of the the teachers at the at the academy that Doctor Frankenstein. You know, he's a colleague, a, a contemporary. Okay. Um, and. He is, uh, he's really, really great. And I, I, I just, when well, the first time I saw that movie, I was like, that's John Cleese. Yeah. You know, why isn't he doing other stuff and why isn't Kenneth Branagh putting him in other stuff? Yep. I would love to see him someday do something, uh, cause there's still time. He, he needs to be in a movie. Like he needs to be in a Tinker Taylor soldier spy type there you situation, go. There you, you know, go. that
0: would be excellent. <laughs> he could have been anybody in that movie and I, I, I would love it. John Cleese. Yep. All right, now I've, I've got some ladies here. Okay. My first one here, I got Jennifer Carpenter. Yeah. For anyone who doesn't know, she plays Deborah Morgan on Dexter mm-hmm. for all nine seasons or eight seasons. I don't remember. Yeah. However many there were, the last one was bad. Yeah. Anyways, she's great. Mm-hmm. She can nail funny stuff. She can <laughs> nail I Gotta Cry. She can nail I Gotta Freak Out. Uh-huh. She can nail being a bitch. Yep. She can do it all. <laughs> she can do it all. And she does it all in Dexter, actually. Yeah, she does. Uh, but she... She doesn't get these any movies that really give her time to shine. No, she's in either like crappy like cop movies or horror movies. Right. You know, she she doesn't have any good material to go with.
1: Well, I, I would argue that the Exorcism of Emily Rose is okay. is actually kind of a good movie. Okay, um, and she's definitely the the you know the best part the, the best part. Yeah. Of it. I mean she's like like those scenes of like where she's really showing her physicality. Um, oh yeah she's great at that it, there's no special effects it's just her you know freaking out and th- th- that, that whale of hers I mean it could just cut glass you know it, she, she, she's really powerful right way you know? better than quarantine <laughs> which we watched the last 10 seconds of before the show right, starts right, right,
0: yeah. you know? <laughs> <laughs> the best part of the movie actually. yeah exactly I got to see that
1: last great <laughs> clip
0: <laughs> You you got anyone else on your list here? Uh, I I only had those two because they were the first ones I could think of. And I I got one more. Okay, Shailene Woodley. Oh. For anyone who doesn't know, she's probably most famous now for being in uh, The Fault in Our Stars and the Divergent series. Uh But I think she broke out in The Descendants with George Clooney. Right. uh, Where he plays his eldest daughter. Mm -hmm. And uh, she just kills it in this movie. Yeah. She's phenomenal. (laughs) She is. Um, and then she's in, uh, what's it called? The Spectacular Now uh-huh. with Miles Teller. It's, right. You know, it's kind of a the uh, uh-huh. movie's all right, but she's great in it. She's not that old. I mean, she's been around maybe, I don't know, she's probably in her 20s, early 20s. Yeah, she's in and, her early uh, 20s, right. She's, I think she's going to have a great career ahead of her. Mm-hmm. And she's making good choices. Yes. You know, she she's in,
1: like, quality films. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, The Descendants is really good. Oh, and, I love that movie. Right. That's an awesome movie. Mm-hmm. Um, And... I, 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 guess, I guess the only... I didn't have anybody else on my list, but the other thing I wanted to mention... and I, I know how you feel about Quentin Tarantino. Yes. Um, you, you, you could kind of take or leave most of his take stuff. Take him or leave him. Right. I don't hate him. Right. Don't love him. One thing I've always respected about him is the, the kind of generous way he has brought his heroes into his movies and have shown, like, shown them to a bigger audience that might not have known them before. Yeah. I mean, Jackie Brown is a great movie. And it was so cool that Pam Greer
0: was, yeah, that's was cool.
1: put back into the spotlight.
0: That's really um, cool. It's
1: so cool. Mm-hmm. I mean, and and she's she's like portrayed as like a really sexy woman. Um and which she she's is She's Foxy. She is. She really is Foxy, you know? <laughs> when she's dancing in her bathrobe and, and like Robert Forster's kind of looking at her like, oh, you know. Um it it, it was really awesome, not only because you don't see two middle-aged people kind of having a, uh, a romantic, like a liaison like that very yeah. often, but it was also because they, they weren't, um, he was making them movie stars, two people who he had seen in other stuff and really respected them and was like, we're going to write a movie for these people. Well, he knew they would kill it.
0: Exactly. That's
1: why. That's right. He knew what the talent that they had, and he knew he had good material, yeah. so let's do this. Yep. Um, and I, I think he really understands what, like, underrated is. I mean, people who have worked hard and toiled for a long time, let's make them movie stars instead of character actors. Exactly. So that, that's, right. that's
0: awesome. I think we got some good names here. If anyone out there is listening, you can email us, at gmail.com mm-hmm. and tell us your most underrated actors, mm-hmm. and we'd love to hear about that. Yep. So. Now, let's tidy this section up. Let's go on, take a break, and we will come back and we'll review 1993's Naked. <laughs> Welcome back to Dudes on Movies. We're doing 1993's *Naked*, directed by Mike Lee and starring David Thewlis. For those who don't know, this movie's great. Dave, <laughs> give him a synopsis. <laughs> the synopsis of <laughs> *Naked*. Here we go. Okay, so uh, uh,
1: it, Johnny is a uh, like a, a guy who is uh, very educated, and he is from Manchester, and he England, uh, Manchester, England, correct? Um, and he like commits a kind of uh, an assault on a lady and he has to escape really quickly. And he goes down to London to visit, uh, to like hold up with his old girlfriend uh, who lives down there, who's moved down there for work. And from there uh, that's when the movie kind of really gets rolling because uh, we're, we're just kind of treated to for the rest of the movie to Johnny's thoughts on pretty much every topic. Um, He is the driving force behind the movie and um like I said, he's he's highly educated, he has a fierce intellect, and um, that is the action of the film, is him talking to people and having conversations, and the thing just comes from there. Right,
0: he just kind of drifts yes. around London yes. in an evening, or Correct. two, or however long it is, Right. and just strikes conversation with every single person he meets everybody comes to contact he, and with, and he's right. just kind of rambling mm-hmm. to him yep on and on yep. asking questions and mm-hmm. speaking his mind I, right. I wrote down he's like an intellectual bum oh of. yeah exactly like he right. just right comes up to you this weird dude comes up to you and he just starts talking and mm-hmm. talking and talking yep. and talking right and you can't get rid of him no he does not <laughs> shut up he
1: you will not exactly yeah
0: yeah there's that great scene when he's with that woman from the I don't know, the the fish and chip shop that he goes back and he wants to stay at her place and she kicks him out and freaks out and all this stuff. Right. You you think he's going to hurt her or something because he gets rejected. I would be afraid to tell this guy to fuck off. Of course.
1: But you definitely want to. You want to. Yeah. Because, I mean, like, he he is, I mean, we just talked about how how intelligent he is. He's also a true asshole. And he's manipulative. Yes. He's he's a, a sinister guy. Yep. And he is hateful and misogynistic, and he th- mm-hmm. thinks he's superior to you in every way. Um, incredibly arrogant. I mean, he's a true anti-hero. I mean, he's the protagonist <laughs> of the film, but this is what an anti-hero is. Yeah, he's you know? no hero. No. No, he's he, a dick. Exactly. The, the only redeeming quality is that big brain that he's got. I mean, mm-hmm. and that and that really is it. That That's, that's his whole persona is is what he knows so. Yep.
0: if he didn't have his smarts about him no he'd be lying somewhere in a gutter absolutely probably right but um he's always spattering off all this stuff yeah he's, won't stop talking right uh the dialogue in this movie is amazing Mm-hmm. and it feels so natural yes and that's because of the way mike lee makes his films correct yeah mike lee has a style uh where he casts actors
1: that he wants in his film he gives them like the spine of the story tells them, you know, what's going to happen in the movie. And then through like weeks and sometimes months of improvisation with the actors, they flesh out what the script will be, what the dialogue will be. And that becomes the shooting script eventually. Um, Like you mentioned how naturalistic it feels. Um, It it all definitely was scripted, but it was because these actors had come up with these words themselves. Yeah. Once you get into Mike Lee's style, almost nothing else compares because he is showing you real life. Yeah, You know, yeah. a lot of times actors think that directors don't like actors. Mike Lee clearly likes actors. Oh yeah. I mean, he works so closely with them and he really thinks that they're a gift because he puts his film in the hands of them. He doesn't just kind of sit back and like, let it all happen either. I mean, if things get too serious, he does put a stop to it. Right. If people start, uh, like David Thulis himself said that if, if you, if you start to actually have a fight, a physical fight with someone, he'll say, cut, he'll say, stop, Yep. get, get out of character. Um, or he'll uh if people have started i guess to even like you know screw mm-hmm. in his presence and he'll be like, okay nope nope no nope, yep. we're,
0: we're, we're let's let's scale back. out of character exactly that was and, his thing get out of character exactly mm-hmm. and he
1: doesn't let people he probably will never work with daniel day lewis because he does not tolerate that whole thing of that <laughs> method thing of like you yeah, know, yeah yeah when i call cut i want you to be yourself no i'm still abe lincoln bitch <laughs> can you imagine (laughs) those two (laughs) locking horns it would not be pretty yeah
0: (laughs) no not at all right (laughs)
1: um but yeah and we had to get that out of the way the whole mike lee thing so people understand like what this like the 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 way this movie is made and to to really understand i guess appreciate it you kind of have to know that going in
0: right and uh, he's also a master with the camera Mm -hmm. like these shots in this movie are beautiful Yep. yep there's some scenes where it's You know, the camera's really active, movement, Mm -hmm. shaky, violent. Other times where it's very slow and it's panning and it's zooming in very slow. Yes. Long holds on things. Right. It's a great blend to get the mood right. Yes. And to set the tone and make you feel what he wants you to feel. Yes. He's really, really good at this. My Uh, favorite is when David Doolis, Johnny, mm -hmm. is... Uh, with uh, Maggie yeah. and Archie. Yeah, the two Scots. The yeah. two Scots who are in Manchester. Yep. Uh, and they're trying to find each other. Right. And uh, he's in the alley with Maggie eventually, and Archie comes up and finds them, and they start. Almost, he almost starts hitting her, you know, because <laughs> she's lost, and you can't understand them because they're speaking Scottish. Right. <laughs> and <laughs> Scots speak English, but I don't know if you've ever met a real life Scot. Like oh, it's, they're hard to understand. It, it is it no is, offense, yeah, but it's exactly. true. It's tough. And they start fighting, and you can see Johnny just kind of standing there, and it's happening around him, and he's kind of just waiting for something to happen. Yes, and like he doesn't know what to do, kind of. And the camera is just this kind of pulled back shot in an alley mm-hmm. and it shows Archie and Maggie running down an alley and he's just standing there and there's kind of steam coming up. Yep. It's beautiful. It is. It's beautiful. It is. Um,
1: there's, there's a piece also then in his encounter with Brian. Yes. Uh, remember the silhouette of the two That's of them? my other
0: favorite. Yes. Wow.
1: It's a two shot in silhouette and it holds on Johnny during this monologue for a good five minutes. It's
0: it's got to be five minutes,
1: where he's just rattling off, you know, his theories about the apocalypse and and you know uh, and the Book of Revelation and uh, us getting you know implants uh, to you know right. to, to purchase things the mark of the beast. Just think about how like every time you've ever just tried to like videotape something, how how, how difficult it <laughs> yeah. is to get the lighting right. I mean, he has to work. To to get that, I mean, like all the the stuff that had to go into just getting that footage. Um, oh yeah, I, I it's it's incredible. And he works with the same cinematographer on all his projects too. This guy Dick Pope.
0: Dick Pope, man. Yeah. Yep. And and on this shot, and they're in the silhouette. And they're in a dark room, and there's windows lit yes. up in the background, and they're right. in front of the window, mm-hmm. and it slowly is zooming in on them. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's they're great. They're, Yeah, I forgot about the like the slow after a zoom. minute. Right. I'm like, is this zooming? You can't even tell no. until like two thirds through it. You're yep. like. Oh my God, it's zoom right that's like, right they got a little closer how right yeah, slow right. <laughs> this zoom is this, I don't know if they had some kind of computer controlling this uh-huh. or if this was just dick Pope or what you say? right yeah dick Pope I mean Man. was he was he just taking like like an eighth of a step how, you know how? every second I mean i, I yeah it exactly. had to be some right. kind of computer control sure. this is intensely accurate stuff yes. yes uh and it is just gorgeous it is. <laughs> it is, and, and it's
1: beautiful, and it's beautiful to look at too. I mean, like even though their color palette is obviously, you know, I mean, like like Johnny is never not dressed in black, right? Um, and most of the film, like out, most of the exteriors take place at night. It's dark. It's gritty. Exactly. Yeah. So so it's it's all it's all like you know, just just like cruising. It's it's a lot of primer gray and black. I yep. mean, so you know, to 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 be able to 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 have such a, a a visual feast for you is is is
0: pretty much an accomplishment, right? And I think it's very good use of counterpoint against the material you're dealing with absolutely this intense yes violent stuff like yes there's like there's rape in this movie that's right and more than one yeah more than one mm-hmm. like it, more than one i know i
1: couldn't believe it i know and from Jeez. our protagonist from him and uh the jeremy, jeremy the other guy I like i know what's going on it's i mean like the, the, there's so many look i i, I didn't I'm not from England, so so it's it's like tough for me. Like no I'm, one's I'm, blaming you, Dave. Okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, <laughs> one thing I do know about from watching British cinema is that like obviously the art community in Britain doesn't care for Miss Thatcher. Um, That's very true. You know they, <laughs> they 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 would like to see her not be revered and yeah, uh, most of like. Mike Lee in particular, I mean, he he's not alone. I mean, Gary Oldman for one, another filmmaker who, and, uh, Stephen Frears, they're modern exam and Mike Lee himself are modern examples of what they call kitchen sink realism. Okay. Um, which is like a style in literature in a film where you're, you're British working and lower class people like live on the dole, you know, in project housing in South London or somewhere yeah. else. Um, and they're, they're, they're kind of shown three-dimensionally. Their domestic situations are desperate. There's crime and poverty involved. And the, the reason this style came about was because of, you know, previously, like like under the old, like, Noel Coward British cinema, uh, lower, lower and working class people were depicted very stereotypically. They were very one-dimensional. Yeah. So now, like, these new artists said, we're going to show what is really going on under this, you know, really disgusting system where people are just like being put in, in project housing and uh, forgotten about. And uh, you know, Lindsay Anderson and Tony Richardson were seventies examples, sixties and seventies examples of this. And then Mike Lee, Stephen Frears and Gary Oldman and other filmmakers kind of picked up the ball. And now we have what we have here, like with naked. Yeah. So,
0: yeah. And uh, this stuff in here could really get to some people. I'm mm-hmm. sure. Absolutely. Uh, not, not even just the rape stuff, like right, everything in this movie right. Just the way uh, Johnny is behaving. Absolutely. Uh-huh. The way everybody's talking to each other. Yeah. The situations he's getting himself into—like yes. you don't know how dangerous it's going to turn out every time he gets involved with a different person—and he's such a smartass that he always puts himself into more danger. Yeah, um, I
1: mean, it's like he's asking for it. Oh, completely. I mean, when when he goes up to that guy who's uh, who's doing who's hanging the
0: posters. Yeah. Um, and he just—he's starts... hanging like these death metal posters. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. you see on on the street sides in New York right. City, like all uh-huh. the posters plastered against the walls. Like, right. He's putting new posters up on them yep. in the morning, you know, yep. three a.m. Probably. Exactly. Right. Johnny's just following him around. Yep, he yep. ends up getting kicked in the fucking stomach, <laughs> <laughs> and, and his bag stolen. <laughs> and his
1: bag gets stolen. And, and and what's weird is that it's it's uh, out of all the shit he pulls in this movie, it's the, the when he actually gets his ass kicked is right. when he doesn't actually deserve it. Right. Um. And like this this guy has just had enough of Johnny Johnny running his mouth. Um right. And you know, I I, I understood it. I, I was kind of like, oh here it comes. Oh God! And he's being kicked in the in the street. Well, he kind of had that coming. Right. For a and while. this is.
0: This guy, he's around. Like I said, he's, you know, he's got the job at 3 a.m. Hanging yes. up these death metal posters. That's right. I right. mean, he's the guy who might be most likely to punch you, he you know? He is.
1: Uh, I mean, yeah, he is on the edge already.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and you got this guy who is running
1: his yap in your, in your ear about God knows what, and... And he wants to do his job for him. He, he wants to, like, you oh, know... Oh, and he's doing it
0: badly. He's doing it intentionally. Exactly,
1: exactly. Yeah, to show, like, I mean, to show this guy's lowly station or whatever. I mean, he, he really, you know, he's a bad... He's, he's a disgusting person, Johnny.
0: And Johnny's always commenting on other people's lives yes. and how shitty it is. Yeah. And how they've wasted their life and uh-huh. they're not being true to themselves and... Yeah. How they've sold out, you know, in a way he doesn't <laughs> right. say that. He always says it's, you're boring. Like, yeah, Boring comes up a lot. Yeah. In the movie. Boring.
1: Right. Exactly. Like, um, he has that long, you know, sermon about how he's not bored, you know, when he's talking to, uh, to Louise yeah. in the morning and she's reading the chaos theory book. And, uh, yeah, and he. Oh man, I, I. We we can't really like we were talking about before we went on the air about how like how if we were to start quoting this movie, it, it, it wouldn't it, it really wouldn't take because we don't have David Thewlis's uh, you know like timber the Cockney right exactly there. <laughs> it doesn't work. Yeah. Um, but he has in, in these scenes where he's just where he's where he's allowed to just to just speak his mind. <laughs> we we mentioned at the top about like the only redeeming quality of this character. is, I'm I'm telling you right now, David Thewlis. It, it might be the best performance by an actor in a movie I've ever seen. It's
0: way up there.
1: It like, is. I was blown away. Yes, by this. Yes, he is absolutely spectacular in every scene he's in. It's not even just a method thing. He is this guy. I mean, when you, when you think about all the 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 rapid fire dialogue that that that, that he's engaging in. This doesn't sound like rehearsed. And I don't know how he's doing it physically.
0: I, I, I don't how know how it's coming even, out of him. I'm not an actor. Right. And I know people remember their dialogue. Yes. And it's got to be difficult. But right. to remember this shit, this is hard. I know. Re- I couldn't quote you no. what he's saying. No, He's just rambling as fast as he can. Yes. And it's scripted. Right. It's supposedly scripted. Right. Do they improvise at all? during they, the acting they,
1: we we are told that they that they do not this was oh all oh my god this was all scripted what we see in the movie is what you know david came up with in rehearsals yeah. um and
0: then he memorized it and now it's the script like like you said like they it's all done through improvisation yeah. during rehearsals yeah. and then pieced together with what what's good what's not right. what we want to keep right. what works to get us where we're going yep so essentially he wrote this yes D- david thulis yeah. himself came up with this stuff,
1: I mean, is he the greatest genius in the world? <laughs> is he? <laughs> you know, I don't know, like, man. Holy shit. Damn it. I mean, uh, he's obviously as well-read as Johnny is. Um, he's gotta be. I mean, uh, if he came up with this himself, I mean, he might be the smartest man. <laughs> and, and, you know? I, like, I, I like to think that, that I'm, I like to think that I'm pretty cultured and pretty well-read. You're pretty up there, Dave. This is, Thank you, man. You are. I, I like to think that I, I that I have something to offer. This is like, I mean, that this is, you know, I, I don't, I, I can't even really define. That's why I'm stumbling over my words. I mean, the the stuff he comes up with is is so far
0: beyond anything I could even think to come up with. Like, if you just like left and went like, I don't know, to Southern California, and went on a bender for a year, would sure. like this, you turn into Johnny or something?
1: May <laughs> I mean, it will, Yeah, uh-huh. I mean, would you if if all you did was read? You know, like like you just read everything. Every, read and every, get wasted. Exactly everything. Yeah, that's right. That that's all you how you spent your time. Mm-hmm. Um, you were a lost boy, you know, just 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 going from place to place, you know, uh, hunkering down where you could, um, and and just like, like just I guess devouring every piece of literature you could find.
0: Maybe oh, yeah, you're gonna like, be Johnny. He he's he's read almost everything. He's yes. got to like yes. except for like. Jane Austen. He hasn't read that. Like, there's a scene where he finds Jane Austen in this lady's apartment. Right.
1: And he say, yeah, he picks what? up the book. He says, Ah, Jane Austen by Emma.
0: <laughs> That's a pretty good impersonation there. I've been working on it. And then, <laughs> but then he finds, you know, Odyssey. Yeah. The Odyssey. Uh-huh. And he's quoting it. He's trying to, he's trying to, yeah. like, tell
1: Sophie about it. Right. right. Yeah. Man. Um, after he comments on the, on the, <laughs> the elephants that are getting smaller, and he yep. calls it the the little, you know, the old uh, <laughs> the uh, Russian dolls or whatever. Yeah. Well, he what he, calls what he calls it the uh, he says the, the the old the old diminishing pachyderm collection. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, that's great. It's, you know, this move like some some of the stuff he rambles on about is just hilarious yeah. too. Like oh, some yeah. of the things he's yeah. like halitosis, halitosis. <laughs> that's that's the first thing I was like on the floor. Yeah, like, exactly. See. <laughs> Louise comes up to him and says <laughs> something to him and he's right in his face. And uh-huh. He just shouts that. He shouts, he <laughs> but, and the other,
1: like I, I wrote down some other great lines. I mean, like from the movie, cause I mean, it's, it's like, the the whole, i mentioned the whole board diatribe about how you know you you've been shown the natural body and you're bored. You've you've been told how you know uh, this stuff works and you're bored.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, the other one was when he was when he was with the guy who was hanging the the posters and he says uh, he calls the 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 paint the old industrial sputum. <laughs> right. um, and he says to him something about like how much do you make and the guy's like none of your fucking business. He goes well is it like uh, you know anything like the wages of sin? <laughs> you know, I, I I thought that was funny. That's pretty good. <laughs> um, and when he says to uh, to Archie when Archie is like. He's just yelling into the street, you know, Maggie. You know, right? Right. You and uh, Ewan
0: Bremner, right? Yeah, Ewan yeah. Bremner, right?
1: Yeah. Um, and he says uh, he he every every time Johnny says something to him, he goes, eh? You know, <laughs> yeah. like he's he's got these weird ticks. Mm-hmm. And he says, and Johnny just says to him, you know, you got a lovely way about you. anybody ever tell you that? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <laughs> And the whole thing about dreaming in scotch, that that's that's my all-time that's favorite. That's the whole sporing-clad, caber-tossing, <laughs> haggis, galloping over porridge-covered glens. It's yep. my favorite thing.
0: I, I can't believe you remember all this. Like, the, the, just how much stuff he spews out, you can't oh, yeah. even intake it all. Right. I mean, yeah. you've seen this movie a million
1: times, I have. right? Yeah, so. exactly. So so it's actually become like, like Ghostbusters for me, where I can quote the dialogue. <laughs> right. But like, uh, um, you know, I, and what we... Well, I, I think that, that we, we need to get into, um, like we've already mentioned how bad of a, how, how rotten of a person Johnny is, but what we really need to, to think about too, is, is just like, and we mentioned about his misogyny. Um, but I mean, of course the first time we see him, he's assaulting that woman. Um, it's it's the first thing you see, the first thing you see in the film, when, when you then, uh, when he goes back to then to London and he, and he's trying to find Louise, he doesn't assault anybody for a little while, but then, um, right after he first has sex with Sophie Mm -hmm. in in a, like a consensual thing, um, he then begins to assault Sophie, like having really rough sex with her, um, that, that, that is at first looking like it's might be consensual. And then of course he just gets way too rough. Right. Um, and then he, of course, abuses Brian's crush, the the, the lady across the yeah, the lady hall, across, them. Uh, yep. across the across the window,
0: yeah, The lady in the window. And yep. she
1: says to him, you know, you don't have to hurt me. And he just grabs her hair, and you know, he he ends up not doing it. He holds back. Right,
0: he just scares her. Like exactly. That.
1: He is a hateful son of a bitch
0: who probably deserves to die. The world would probably be better without this sure. man. Right he's 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 we've we've seen all that he's done in a 48 hour period that's right exactly imagine what he's done with the rest of his life sure that's right and what he will do
1: i hadn't even thought about that but you're absolutely right yeah
0: yep he's out of control he's a criminal Mm -hmm. and at the end for a split second you think is he going back to manchester to get his shit together right no he's not nope 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 he's leaving again that's right he's out he's hopping away
1: yeah he's gonna go on one leg um, and he's going to steal whatever the you know,
0: the next car with keys in and he's exactly. going to get out of yep. there. He hasn't he's learned a thing. despicable, this he, guy.
1: Oh, he is. Yeah, completely. There there are theories about, uh, there are online theories about Johnny's condition. Um, yeah. Like, like if he's a manic depressive. Um, Maybe he has Asperger's or something. Yeah, exactly. Some kind of weird. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. He, he Some kind he can't of can't relate right. like
0: yeah. appropriately with sure. people in social situations. Right. Yes.
1: Which would explain a lot. Yeah. Certainly. certainly. Um, and when he he has that moment, too, after he's been beaten up by those like skinheads in the street. Yeah,
0: there's a gang that comes down the alley and just beats him up.
1: Yes. Uh-huh. For no reason. For no reason. They just take him down. Um, he then like makes his way back to back to Louise's place and He's at the top of the stairs and Jeremy comes in and Johnny thinks like, like he's seeming he's crying and he seemingly thinks that this guy
0: is someone else. And he goes into like a little boy state. I can't even understand what he's saying in this scene. You got
1: to turn on the subtitles. Okay. Uh, I finally did. Okay. I, I, I got tired of him. I was just like, I got to hear what he's saying. Yeah. Um, and he's, he's talking, he's, he's pretty much like he's five years old and it sounds like he is trying to fend off some kind of physical abuse.
0: Like maybe his father. Yes. Yeah.
1: That that that's what I took from it. Was that he's, you know, like he he was damaged in some way as a kid and um and this would probably explain some of the way he is. Yeah,
0: I can see that for sure. Yeah. Man, this movie is not very light, folks. (laughs) There's lots of heavy shit in this movie. (laughs) It's good though. Oh it's 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 an experience to watch this film. I mean, uh, yeah, Dave. Dave's seen it a bunch. Yeah, and this was my first time viewing it. I know Dave's been wanting me to watch it for a while. Yep, and so we finally got a chance to do it on the show, and I'm glad I've seen this movie. Yeah, it's definitely a heavy movie, and you know I do want to watch this film. Good again. Good, of course, because there's things to pick up in this movie. Yeah, everywhere.
1: Yeah. Um, and, you, and you're definitely going to like like, j- just like a great book, you're going to enjoy it again the second right. viewing. Um, and you're, you're going to, it's going to be almost a brand new experience for you. I'm sure. Right. Um, You know, and, and just, just, just taking in David Thulis's
0: performance again and again. That's the main, that's like the reason. Yes. You really want to watch it. Yes. Because it has all this terrible, all these terrible acts are happening, but just you're mesmerized by David Thulis. He is a magnetic actor Mm -hmm.
1: and, Mm -hmm. um, and I guess we can kind of get into. In 1993, when this movie came out, it was in competition at Cannes, and it was up for the Palme d'Or. It did not win, but David Thewlis won Best Actor. Yes, he did. Now we just we talked about how the Academy is kind of bullshit. You know um, that that they make poor choices. It's all a big you know. Uh, it's a it's 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 not really right. You know, indicative of what art is. Um, and I looked at who who else was up for best actor that year in at the Oscars. It was Tom Hanks, Daniel Day-Lewis, Lawrence Fishburne, Anthony Hopkins, and Liam Neeson.
0: Hanks got it. Hanks got it. Yep.
1: Uh, you Philadelphia. Know, for right? Philadelphia, right. Yeah. I don't know if you could displace any of those five people. Um, they all give great performances. Th- th- yeah, those are all great. Right. Um, I can't say that David Thewlis wasn't... I've seen every one of the movies that those guys were in... I'm gonna say that David Thewlis blows them all away. I would I, say I, so. I mean,
0: I, I I can't. I mean, they're all incredible performances. They are. Like they're great. they're all incredible. Right. I would say David Thewlis is better than Tom Hanks I in would Philadelphia. Have to say, I, I I think he's better than Tom Hanks yeah. in Philadelphia.
1: I think he's better than Daniel Day Lewis in uh, in The Name of the Father. Better than Lawrence Fishburne in What's Love Got to Do with It? Anthony Hopkins and Remains of the Day. Liam Neeson and Schindler's List. Yeah. And, and I mean, I, I hope that, that anybody like I, I, and don't, please don't get me wrong. Anybody. Those are all great movies. Those are great performances. And I'm huge fans of those guys. I mean, everybody knows how much we love all those guys. Um, David Thulis is on another level with this. This is an accomplishment that hasn't been really uh, like duplicated even in his own career. Um, That's right. So uh, yeah, this, this is a monumental performance and it has to be seen by anybody who claims that they actually like movies.
0: Yeah, definitely. I agree. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else you want to touch on before we wrap the show up?
1: Well, uh, the last thing I wanted to talk about was, like, we, we've talked about Johnny's treatment of women. Um, we, we all know about that. Uh-huh. Um, it's, it's in the movie, Mike Lee juxtaposes Johnny's cruelty with that of the other male figure in the movie, which is Jeremy, played yeah. by Greg Critwell. Uh, Jeremy is the landlord of this project house that that Louise and Sophie, Catherine uh, Cartledge and Le- Leslie Sharp are the actresses right. that they live in with um, with their other roommate Sandra, who is on on vacation in Africa somewhere. Right. Um, he is presented as he's just as vile as Johnny with with his treatment of women, but maybe more so because his his is like the institutionalized version of. Uh, what cruelty is, which is that he is a big shot businessman who is kind of getting away with it because of his place of privilege. Right. And I mean, I guess really he is Margaret Thatcher's boy is, is who we're seeing there. <laughs> he, he can walk around and do whatever he likes and
0: um, he's not going to suffer yeah. any consequences. Yeah. And uh, he would, he was scarier than David Thulis. Oh, I would agree. Because yeah. I don't think they give you any, they don't give you any opportunity right. to like him at all. No. David has some, little spots here and there that right that that you can grasp on to sure they just display jeremy as this Mm -hmm. relentless force of nastiness absolutely which he is yeah he's he's
1: there's nothing like you said there's nothing to like about no
0: i was hoping he would get killed or something like one of the girls would have killed him of course like uh when louise has the knife i (laughs) stab cut his fucking dick off you Do it. It's right. I thought something was going to happen. So I, first time I saw it, I did too. Yeah. He, he unzipped that fly. He sure did. And I was like, oh my fucking God, they're not going to rip a dick off in this movie. <laughs> right. They're not going to do that, are they? They didn't. But man. And he would have deserved that for sure. If there's any jokes around, he's like, oh, well, good thing you got AIDS now oh, after he God. raped Sophie. Yeah. I hope I didn't what give you fuck? AIDS, Sophie. What the fuck?
1: He says that AIDS yeah. is healthy in its own way, I think. It's it's cleaning the human
0: race or something. Or It's... Yeah. yeah, yeah, this guy's fucked up, and he's laying there in those in those black. He's just wearing these black tidy shorts. Yeah, you know? yeah, he's like Van damme and Bloodsport, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, that's you know why. who he looks like? He looks like oh, I can't remember the actor's name, but uh in Deep Space Nine, it's Doctor Julian Bashan. <laughs> okay, <laughs> looks just like him. Looks yes. just like him. <laughs> he's a ladies' man. Oh so. sure, right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: As disgusting a character as he is, I mean, Greg Crutwell is obviously going for it with with all these scenes, and he j- just like David Thewlis, he's very committed to the role. Yeah, he, he was he was there in the exercises with Mike Lee along with everybody else, and in real life, he was well going around to to various places, uh, acting like this guy, and uh, you know, Mike had to rein him in a few times. Yeah, because he was just getting too far with it. Um,
0: I can imagine.
1: But uh, you know. I thought that we definitely had to touch on that because the main criticism of the film is that for, for all of the hard work that obviously went into what David Thewlis is doing, that they don't feel that, um, like Catherine Cartledge and Leslie Sharp obviously worked really hard on what they were doing, but they, they, they feel right. that, that Greg Crutwell's character is not as fleshed out
0: or three-dimensional as the others. I wasn't quite sure what was even going on with him okay. for a while. Right. Uh, I didn't even know they were going to, you know, come together at the end of the story. Oh here yeah. Or anything. Yeah. Like, I okay. mean, I don't think you're supposed to know, but then sure. you, you see what happens, but right. yeah, it's kind of like he's kind of one dimensional. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. there's not much going on with him. He sometimes just walks into
1: rooms in his underpants. Um, and is is just sits down and and says something disgusting. Well, and he's then staying leaves. there
0: to torment them. Yeah, because, because he, knows he raped he Sophie.
1: Yeah, and he's just hanging out. Right, and he owns the building. Yeah. Um, and they even leave at one point. They go down to the bar, and he stays there. And he's he's just, sleeping. He's just sleeping.
0: He's, that he, bar you know, scene is really good, by the way. I really the, like the that the with ladies. the two ladies. Yeah. Just them talking. I know it, it was a really nice scene. Uh, you're right; it was. It's probably the nicest scene in the movie, as it's, far as yeah. being gentile. You get to take a uh, breath. Yeah, you right. get a breather there, <laughs> right? You don't have to try to process all the spewings from you know David Thewlis. Right, and you don't have to deal with the carnage that's happening <laughs> in the apartment <laughs> right. building. I mean, yes,
1: <laughs> <laughs> and like as as far as and like as bad as the Johnny scenes are with with him and Sophie, um, and with the lady at the beginning. Um, like the rape of of Sophie by Jeremy is is definitely the worst. That's one. That's the most disturbing thing in this film. Absolutely, I couldn't believe it. I know, I know. <laughs> I, 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 you almost can't bear to watch. Yeah, I've seen worse rapes on film before, but but like it, it's you know it still definitely sticks with you, and because yeah. it lingers for a minute, and you're just like, oh my god, you know, stop showing me this. Yep. Um,
0: but yeah, who. Yeah, let's get our breath now. Exactly. Right. <laughs> All right, Dave. Would you recommend this movie? Uh, Obviously. yeah. I, yes, I. I sure <laughs> would.
1: Uh, th- this is one of my all-time favorite movies. I could try to figure out which is my favorite Mike Lee movie. Um, my my fa- my absolute favorite is probably Vera Drake. This one is probably. I really want to you know, see that one. It's it's, it's the best movie he's ever made, and that's saying something because he has never. Just like Martin Scorsese, he's never made a bad movie. Yeah. Um, but Naked is a solid one A. As yeah. far as, like, his... I mean, it's just as good as Vera Drake, but it's um, it's probably not for everybody. But if you are a fan of movies and, and you, you feel like you can handle something heavy, yes. you gotta watch naked.
0: Exactly. I would recommend this, but you've got to be able to handle this kind of material. Yes. You can't show this to people who, who I mean... I can't even explain it. Like I know. you you know from what we're talking about, mm-hmm. if this stuff it probably bothers you, <laughs> but if you can handle watching this stuff, right. like and take it in yes. and process it, mm-hmm. like you should watch this film. Absolutely. Can't miss this just for David Thewlis alone.
1: Uh, yeah, absolutely that that's the whole thing exactly. Right. right. The, the, this is this is David Theless's movie like and it's and the other actors are great but this is like a uh, uh, I mean, it's it's the greatest performance of of a century. I mean, you know,
0: this guy's amazing. It's great, and and it has a lot of bad stuff in it, but the really heavy stuff, only a few minutes of that, really. That's right, only a handful of minutes. you can get through it. Stick it out, definitely. Mm -hmm. Stick that one out. Right. (laughs) All right. So let's wrap things up here. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to our show in iTunes, rate it, review it, and share it. That's the best way to spread the word of the show. If you don't use iTunes, because it sucks. We're on Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, and we're also on SoundCloud. That's where everything's hosted. Or you can go to dudesonmovies.com and find everything there. Absolutely. And uh, you know, the <laughs> other part you can the other place you can find us
1: is on Facebook or Twitter. Just look for dudes on movies. Um, search it and there there will be there will be. Um, and we can also You can also get us on the email. It's uh, dudesonmovies at gmail.com. Just uh, send us a line about anything you want to talk about with movies.
0: Yeah, give us your list, like we said earlier. Yes. And uh, I want to mention, we've had a big push on Facebook lately. And yeah. we're trying might not sound like a lot, but we're trying to break 100 likes here, and we're almost there. <laughs> right. We're getting this surge, and so if you're listening and you like the show, go to Facebook.com slash Dudes on Movies. Yeah. Give us a like there. That's right. And we'll love you forever. I sure will, man. <laughs> All right, so stay tuned next week, and you'll hear us discuss 1984's The Karate Kid. Yeah. We mentioned that earlier today. Sure there did. We go.
1: Featuring Toshiro Mifune.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's it. So on behalf... <laughs> Of Dave and myself, we are your dudes. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.